Hello and welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Karina. And I'm Laura. And we're twin sisters who love to share our obsession with all things beauty. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about beauty do's and don'ts, tips and tricks to help you put your best face forward. And on today's double take, we're going to take on the world of influencer-owned beauty brands. Have you ever come across any tips and tricks in, say, a magazine, on a blog, on an Instagram post, telling you how to achieve the perfect look, the perfect skincare routine, and what not to do? That's what we're going to be covering on this week's episode when we are going to uncover our personal beauty do's and don'ts and how we approach putting on our makeup and putting on our skincare in order to achieve the favorite look that we both prefer. Now, this doesn't mean these are hard and fast rules. Absolutely not. The beauty world is so vast and it covers so many different people from around the world. There are no hard and fast rules, but these are the beauty do's and don'ts that we believe can help other people, including us, look and feel our best. So Karina, we're going to start out from the base. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about skin and skincare. So let's get into it. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay, so skin. My beauty do's. I always say you need to use a good cleanser and at least put on a nice moisturizer. Yes, absolutely. I believe in washing your face. Now, again, I know you've heard countless times that I don't wash my face in the morning, but I wash my face at night because I have all these layers of makeup and sunscreen that I need to get off. So makeup and sunscreen need to be off your face, guys. Please do not sleep in your makeup. So beauty don't. Beauty don't. Don't Don't sleep sleep in in your your makeup. makeup. Number one, uh, number two, I guess, uh, another beauty do for me is wearing sunscreen. Sunscreen is so important in your daily routine, especially in areas that also receive more uh, sun exposure. And also, the sun is the number one cause of signs of aging, right? Yeah. So wearing a sunscreen, whether that's in your moisturizer, in your foundation, in a separate sunscreen, which I personally recommend, sunscreen is so important. And it's... if you do drive and you are putting your hands on the wheel, put some sunscreen on your hands. Yeah, you'd you'd be surprised at how many people's driving arms are a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sunscreen is, yeah, literally the number one best thing you could do for your skin to prevent aging and cancer. Yep. Like, it's not great. Put on your sunscreen, guys. Yep. And put on enough. Don't skim. Yes. Here's another beauty skin don't. Do not over exfoliate your skin. Yes, that can be really trying, especially on sensitive skin. It actually make your skin more sensitive, whether it's physical exfoliation and chemical exfoliation. Now, let's say you actually have like a nice gentle scrub that you use. Don't you don't need to use it every single day. No, and you shouldn't. And, and don't use it on the same day that you're using a chemical exfoliant. Oh, you're God, gonna no. break. The, is it the moisture barrier? Mm-hmm. And it's going to just, it's going to wreak havoc on your skin. Just don't do it. Be gentle with your skin at all costs. And also, when you are applying scrubs to your skin, the scrub is doing the work, so keep your fingers gentle. Gentle pressure on the skin is just always going to be better in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another beauty do for skin. Understand your skin type, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we talked about this in a previous episode, 
in creating a skincare routine. So knowing what your skin type is can help you filter out all of the other products out there that are just not going to suit your skin's needs, nor like as far as your makeup goes, like knowing your skin type also is so important in understanding what your makeup is going to look like on top of that type of skin. Um, so those are my beauty do's and don'ts for skin. Do you have anything else to add? Um, as far as skin goes, guys, we're not doctors. So if you see any kind of mole or any kind of spot that has not been there before, or if it, if it's certain mole has been changing and we're not just talking about the skin on your face, we're talking about the skin in your, your body, Mm -hmm. your skin in general. Um, if you see any kind of changes that you're concerned about, please go see a doctor and get a referral to a dermatologist. Um, the number of diagnoses of skin care or excuse me, skin cancer has gone up very, very high in recent years. So please get your stuff checked. Like that's probably the best thing you could do if you do have a lot of moles on your body. Um, just make sure that you're taking note of if they're changing, um, any like really irritating dry patches, that could be either eczema or some form of psoriasis. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong with your skin. So see a doctor if you really feel like something something's up. Yeah. yeah. I would also say another beauty do for skin is people often go crazy with their face skincare and then kind of neglect the rest of their body. And the rest of your body needs moisture. It needs to be exfoliated. So, you know, when you're taking a shower, don't skip on exfoliating your body with a scrub or I personally love to use these Japanese towels called Salux towels Mm -hmm. and they're super scrubby they're not a loofah they're just like a thin uh, sheet of fabric which which is very scrubby and that's really great at doing like the backs of your arms anywhere that you get like kind of bumps on the skin that are just kind of dried and then don't forget to Put on some lotion. I always forget to do this, so now I have been putting my body lotion on the sink. So as soon as I get out from the shower, I use it. So I, you know, I, I never really wear yeah. uh, body moisturizer. The I think the best thing that for me, like as far as that goes, because I have always been so crappy at like remembering to putting on to put on body lotion. Mm-hmm. I use the Jergens Wet Skin Moisturizer. You literally just put it on in the shower while you're still wet, and that's it. You just pat dry and you're fine. Yeah. Here's, oh, here's like an overarching beauty do. Anything that makes your life easier, do it. So if it's something that you tend to forget, make it easier for yourself to remember to do it. So just the act of putting my body lotion on the sink in the shower makes me do it more. So if it's out of sight, it's out of mind for me, and I don't end up just like forgetting about the rest of my body because my skin on my face is one area but I have my whole other body to take care of. And my, you know, yeah. things get dried out, especially summertime when you're in, in the sun, you get a little dry. <laughs> All right. So up next, we're going to start from the base up, like we said, and we're going to talk about do's and don'ts in picking the right foundation. So stay tuned for that. When it comes to foundation, it seems like every brand is coming out with a new foundation left and right, and they're coming out in Now they have over a hundred colors to choose from, from one line in particular. How do we sort through all of the products out there to find the foundation that works best for us? So 
beauty do's for foundation, I would say, number one, choose the coverage level that you're looking for. So that can mean anywhere from as sheer as a tinted moisturizer all the way up to a full matte face foundation. Um, I like to look more on the natural finish side, but more of a medium coverage because I do have rosacea and uneven tone that I'd like to correct. So I always start there. Um, Karina, what do you look for in a foundation? So first off, I look for foundation that's right for my skin type. So I personally do not, like it does not mesh well with my skin to have a very matte foundation on my face. Um, I do have dry dehydrated skin. So my face tends to, uh, you know, I have like smile lines that end up creasing throughout the day. I think everybody else has that problem too, but I just don't like the way it sits on my face. Mm -hmm. um, so I love a glowy foundation. Um, I like a medium coverage. Anything too sheer, like I can always sheer things out, but I like to start sheer and build it up to medium. I don't think I ever really go full coverage. Mm -hmm. I just don't like, for me personally, I don't like the look of it on my skin. Some people can get away with looking like flawless mm -hmm. with, with a coverage. matte full coverage foundation. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how they achieved that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not, it's not my style personally. So choose yeah. the right foundation for your skin type. Like... If Fenty made, like as like I've been saying before, <laughs> if they made a foundation that was like a glowier foundation and called it Fenty Glow, thank you so much, I would probably buy it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think the coverage of her foundation is nice, but I tried it and it's very matte and it almost was like chalky on my face. Right. I couldn't wear it. So I think, I think catering to skin type is almost as important, if not more important, than to skin tone, if that makes sense. Because all of these brands are coming out with foundations with, like, 50 shades, and it's just in one formulation. Right. Like, not everybody has oily skin and right. wants a matte foundation. Right. Sorry. So, and what I would say, if you're going to start to look for a foundation, Sephora, like, use their app, or use, like, um, a beauty-related store to do your search first. So, like, if you're on Ulta on Sephora, type in certain keywords. So you're, you're, if you want to find a foundation, maybe if you want a more natural finish, so you're going to type natural finish, you're going to type in sheer, like use the right words to find what you're looking for. And you read the reviews. I like to read the reviews. 100%. And if you're in store, don't feel afraid to ask a beauty advisor. That's why they're there. So if you see somebody whose makeup you kind of like, and kind of like, like would look like something you want to wear, Ask them. Ask them what they're wearing. They'd be happy to tell you. Trust me. Like, yes. we love talking about what's on our face. <laughs> okay. So, next. So, you want to find the right coverage level, and then you want to pick the right finish. So, you can do a natural finish, which, to me, I I feel think about finishes the way I think about paint finishes. Yeah. So, you have, like, a natural. satin. Satin would be so, natural. Which is a natural finish. There's still a slight sheen, but it's not super glowy, but it's also not super matte. And then you have a matte, which is more of a flat, um, non-luminous kind of finish. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the glowier. They usually call them dewy. Yeah. And that is a very reflective. They also, also I'm sorry, often have um, little mica particles that kind of reflect light. So anything in that range is going to be known as like a dewy glowy finish or radiant finish. radiant finish yeah. so those keywords are going to give you that high reflective shine and therefore throughout the day if you are an oilier skin type that may 
intensify throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Or if you are a dry skin type, it might not intensify throughout the day. Um, But on the other hand, if you are a drier person, but you still want a matte finish, just know that the drier your skin gets throughout the day, the more dry that makeup ends up looking. So understanding what that skin type does to a certain formula of foundation is also super helpful. Um, And so once you've found the right coverage and the right finish, next you need to shade match. So this is often the hardest part about shopping for makeup. And I've seen it a million times, people trying to find the right foundation match um, for their skin tone. And from the very pale skin tones for the deepest, darkest skin tones, it's a struggle. It's not easy because there are so many shades out there. And undertones. And undertones. So the undertone that I have, this is Laura, I have a neutral warm undertone. So that means my skin tone I'm quite fair, but I have a golden undertone, and therefore my foundations look best on me with a golden undertone. Um, Karina, what would you say your undertone is? I am, so it's kind of weird. So the skin on my body has a yellow undertone, but I feel like the skin on my face is a little more pink. So I match to my body. So I go with a neutral undertone that is a little bit yellow. Slightly yellow. Slightly yellow. Mm Because if I go cool, everything will turn like beige pink on me, which to me, does not look great. And that's the thing about pink. People say they have a pink undertone, but I also don't think anything with a pink tone in it and a foundation looks good on a face. I think an undertone, pink is not necessarily an undertone. Pink is like that surface redness that you see. Yeah, It's not the tone of your skin. That's like sensitivity, that's redness, that's rosacea. That is not your undertone. And then as far as shade matching goes, um... Where I shade match to is going to be the side of the cheek going down to the neck. And some people, some people want to shade match their neck, but then some people also want to shade match either to like their neck or their body. Their chest. So I've seen like Jackie Ina, she shade matches to the center of her chest uh-huh. um, because that way she knows that it's going to be a consistent shade throughout from, you know, temples to like your decolletage. Right. Um, it also kind of depends on what you're wearing, I guess, too. If you're going to be wearing like a turtleneck, does it really matter if you're shade matching to your body? Well, and I think a (laughs) lot of people can get away with going a shade lighter or a shade darker. Yeah. Because there are things like bronzer and highlight and blush. Like whenever, think of your foundation as just the base. Like you're just evening out the skin tone. You're not adding a ton of it's just you're blank slating everything yeah if for me like foundation is like you're putting primer on your canvas and right. then you use or i use bronzer and contour and concealer to kind of bring out my features so right. not everything's so flat yeah so for me i personally shade match to my neck but that's also because my neck is the same shade as uh the like the middle of my chest okay so i shade match to there Um, And if you just really don't know what to do, again, go to a store, go ask a beauty advisor to do foundation matching. Honestly, that's like probably the most fun part of my job is foundation matching. Mm -hmm. I almost always get it right. And it actually surprises me and my clients, which is kind of hilarious. Um, The other day I foundation matched a girl with like medium, um, medium to deep skin tone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she was like of Indian descent. And I got it right in the first try, and I was so proud of myself. And that's and that's hard to do. It's hard to Especially do, <laughs> with people with very intense golden undertones. Yeah. Nowadays, it's better, but. 
before there were used to be barely any foundations that the base tone was yellow. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were neutral or pink, which I don't agree with a pink undertone foundation. Anyway, <laughs> but it's very hard and there's a lot of product to sift through. So do your research. I think another do is do your research. Yep. It's only going to give you... Um, more insight into what other people are looking for. And I think the Sephora Foundation Finder is an excellent tool to use. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it has a huge list of brands. So if you are currently using like a brand, so like say from Bare Minerals, it'll say, what do you, what, you know, color in this foundation do you currently wear? So I'll say I use Bare Minerals 02. And so then it'll spit out Everything else that's going to be a shade match for that shade. Which is very helpful. So you can search it that way. So if you know that color works for you, but you want to find a new formula, it'll spit out everything else that's going to be the closest match to the current shade that you already own. And then you, from there, you can kind of, you know, filter out the finish or the coverage level that you want. And then you have to look at reviews. I think reviews are so important, especially for people like me who have an oilier skin type. A foundation might look great first applied and then four five six hours in it completely breaks apart it slides around it gets very hit or miss so that's a do for me then is yeah do a wear test do a wear test also get samples get you samples. do not have to be committed Fine. Yeah. the first time you should always grab samples and try it out for a few days and see how it wears and what i like to do when i'm trying a new foundation is I'll first wear it just the way I always wear it with my skincare routine. Nothing changes, just the foundation. That's the biggest indicator of whether or not that's going to work for me. And then the other one is the second time around, add something different. So like add a pore primer or add something that's going to, I don't know, do something a little bit different to the skin or maybe wear a setting spray. And then at the end of your day, and I like to wear these on work days because that's when I'm really moving around a lot. See what your skin looks like. If it's something that looks like it's breaking apart, if it's too dry looking, if it's settling everywhere, it's probably not the one for you. Um, But if it looks great and that you want the end of the day, like that's what you want your skin to look like, perfect. Like for me, that YSL Touche Claw foundation is my holy grail foundation. It looks amazing when I first apply it and it looks amazing at the end of the day and it keeps my skin looking hydrated. So one of my don'ts for foundation, um, because I'm, I'm a very loyal drugstore cosmetics buyer. Yeah. Don't break the bank looking for a great foundation. You never know because some drugstore foundations are actually amazing. So guys, secret, I use L'Oreal's, um, infallible pro glow and I've also been using the infallible pro Oh, excuse me, infallible fresh wear. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a more natural skin finish, whereas the Pro Glow is more dewy. Yeah. But it's L'Oreal. It's maybe $15. Oh, guess I just... And hang on. Yeah. I get asked all the time at work when I'm wearing on my face. And I work in Prestige Cosmetics. Yeah. And I have to tell them, well... Well, it's actually, L'Oreal. should I lie? <laughs> you could. Should I, mean, I lie actually... to make that no, sale? No, I wouldn't. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, I wear... This is L'Oreal. Yeah. I get so many compliments on it. So honestly, the drugstore, if you go to a drugstore and you want to do, like, obviously you can't do samples from the drugstore, find a good store um, that has a good return policy and especially good return policy for cosmetics. Because if you try it and you absolutely hate it, like, don't just throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. Like, see if you can actually exchange it for something else. Right. 
because I know Fred Meyer or like Kroger, depending on where you live, um, they actually do have a pretty good return policy. Oh. Um, yeah, keep your so receipt. So I was, keep your receipt. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was able to exchange something that just did not work out for me. And I wasn't going to waste that like <laughs> me. $12, $14 just on a bottled foundation I'll never use again. Yeah. So again, don't, you don't need to break the bank, but if something really expensive works for you and you can afford it, girl, go for it. Yeah. If it makes you look good and makes you feel good, do what you want to do. But there are great foundation um, choices at the drugstore. Yeah. Side note, I just wore the Wet n Wild Photo Focus Foundation Stick today, and I really liked it. Five ninety nine. Like it was like a skin foundation. Five ninety nine. So I wonder if that's going to be a dupe for the Bobbi Brown Skin Foundation Stick, which is could what be. I use too. Yeah, could oh, be interesting. Okay. Um, all right. So foundation don'ts. Okay. So number one, don't think that you need to look like the people on Instagram, like the people on YouTube. Please, don't, God. Don't think that that has to be what your face looks like, a.k.a. heavy amounts of foundation, heavy amounts of powder, heavy amounts of contour. It doesn't have, that does not have to be the look that you want. If it is, great. If it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. Just, yeah, just know that there are different makeup styles out there than what you see as far as you know, what, what you see on YouTube. And let's I, say we're talking about the Instagram quote unquote face. We're talking about beat face, contour, bronzer, yeah. matte coverage, giant, like flaky brows, like yeah. winged, winged liner lashes. It's not, that's, that's, that's a look. Some people absolutely love it and it makes them feel their best. Do you? But at the same time, it, it that's not the only look that's out there, guys. Right. And I say the, now that I have, you know, it, I YouTube has been around forever. Tutorials have been around forever. Find people on there. Who's, here's a do. Find people on YouTube and Instagram whose makeup is the makeup that you want to look like, right? Yeah. So choose the people that you think wear the type of makeup that suits your face and suits the style that you prefer. I mean, and I follow the people that do beat face, but that's because it's just fun to look at. It's beautiful right. for photos. For me, it's not realistic for my life and my lifestyle. Right. But I love to look at it. Obviously, it looks great in photos. Yeah, but I also like to watch the people I want to look like because I'm really interested in their products. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I'm watching a cool to eye tutorial on something I would never do, I'm never going to like go out use and their recommendations. Yeah. I'm always going to use the recommendations based off of the people that put on the type of makeup I want to look like. So, mm -hmm. um, don't think that a beat face, AKA a full coverage face is what you need to have. I think choosing the right coverage level and only using as much foundation as you need really helps it look like skin helps your face look more natural, quote unquote. Um, another don't is you don't have to use powder if you don't want to. I'm oily and I have, tossed all of my powders. I just don't like the way my skin looks anymore with a lot of powder, and I don't believe in baking. I think baking is something that people have pushed on everybody else. And it's a stage makeup secret. It's a stage it's, it's makeup. A drag, yeah. It's a drag makeup secret. It's for creating that flawless finish, but when it's up close and personal, it looks very heavy. It yeah. looks... And, and this is makeup that... Baking is used for makeup that is made to last under dancing, under like hot, hot lights. lights. Yeah. And it's not an everyday, I don't know, it's just not for me. And I don't think baking is necessary for everybody. And I see 
all of these loose powders coming out and everybody thinking like, oh, well, I should I be doing this? And you absolutely don't need to be doing that. Yeah. I mean, baking makes a very like filtered look that, again, looks great in photos. But once you start moving your face around, it's gonna crack, guys. It will crack. It's yeah. gonna do it. Especially around the mouth. Especially around the mouth. Unless yeah. you have absolutely smooth, a smooth face with no lines. And in that case, I feel like you're almost too young to start baking your makeup. <laughs> That's yeah. just an opinion. I just don't think it's necessary. But yeah, I mean, I think the world of Instagram and like YouTube has kind of really changed like people's perceptions perceptions on like what they have to look like. Right. And that's also kind of due to, you know, people's other like insecurities and whatnot. We're not judging. Um, again, just this is not judging people who wear beat face every day, but it's for us it's just not the look for us. And I um, also Some think... people look great with, like, matte coverage foundation that's, like, full coverage, and they're, like, super, super contoured. And uh, honestly, it's me looking at their skills and their mm. makeup. But for me, I want to look at somebody's skin. Right. I want to see skin. I don't care about pores. Everyone has pores, people. Every... And, I, <laughs> and I also think the older that you get, the drier you become. And so yep. the more powder you use, the more artificial the skin starts to look and it mm. looks dry so using um the right amount of powder and applying your powder in the right way is super helpful in creating the face you want to create yeah so those are our do's and don'ts for foundation next we're going to be talking about basically everything to do with the eye area from mm. eye skincare to eye makeup so stay tuned Next up, it's all about eyes. So, beauty do's regarding eyes. So please be gentle. The eye area is very thin as far as like the skin goes, um, especially the skin directly underneath your eyes. Um, so when you're applying your skincare, remember to pat and not rub um, the area. Um, you can use a little jade roller, but again, not too much pressure. Um, there's, you know, you, you don't wanna be tugging at your eyes. It's just, they're very sensitive. It's very sensitive skin. It's thin. Take care of it. Um, another do, as far as like skincare goes, if you can, uh, wear sunglasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because again, the sun is the number one... Uh, Cause of aging? Yeah, exactly. So wear uh, sunglasses if you can. And I think the eye area is kind of where the first signs of aging start on the face, especially like the crow's feet. I've seen a lot of women the same age as us, 30, whose eye areas are very, very wrinkly and creepy. And lined, yeah. And lined because they have never used eye cream or they don't use sunscreen or whatever it is. But that area of the face is probably the first sign of aging. And again, it also kind of matters on like, hey, do you like squint a lot when you're or when you're when you're laughing or something? It also it has to do with facial expressions as well. But obviously, that's why I never don't, smile. Don't change your facial expressions just for that. Um, but also, hey, if you find that you're ha you have to squint to see things, um, go, go to the doctor. Go, go to the doctor. Go see you my need doctor. Glasses. Yeah, need glasses or contacts. <laughs> um, another don't is. Try not to rub your eyes. There's a lot of people I have seen coming to makeup counters with very crepey under eyes or darkening of the skin around their eyes because number like they might have allergies or sensitivity, but it's because the constant rubbing of the eye area it, it's just spreading the it, bacteria. It makes <laughs> micro tears in the skin, which makes that crepey look. And by crepey, it looks like crepe paper. Like there's a lot of tiny like 
um, little it's lines not, and wrinkles. not smooth. It's not smooth, and it's also loosening the skin in that mm-hmm. area. Um, so be very gentle. Try not to rub your eyes. Um, and another do, I mean a don't, sorry, <laughs> a don't. When you're applying concealer to the eyes, don't rub just don't rub the eyes. Don't rub anything. Pat a- Apply things. the concealer in the same way you would apply your foundation, i.e. not pulling it on your face. Right. You're not Pat. pulling your foundation on your skin. You're patting it in with either a yes. sponge, your hands. I personally stipple my foundation on first with a brush, and then I will go in and blend. I don't blend very hard at the center of my face, but, like, you know, towards the perimeter I will. But, again, eye stuff, you don't... Just treat it gently. Yeah, and I think a lot of people tend to apply eye cream or whatever it is. They just are very rough with their hands. And so when you go to a counter and somebody applies it for you, you can actually feel how much more gentle they are mm-hmm. on your skin versus yourself. The The rule of thumb, or finger I should say, is to use your ring finger because it has the least strength to it basically. Yeah. So try tapping your ring finger as hard as you can. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's hard. very hard to do. Your pointer fingers on the other hand, they can exert a lot of force. Yeah, right? exactly. Don't poke your eyes with your pointer <laughs> fingers. Like just use your ring finger, tappy 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 around the perimeter of the basically the orbital bone. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to go like not just right underneath the eyes, but actually feel where your orbital bone is and go right. around the entire that's why they call it an eye contour. Uh-huh. It's the contour of your eyes, not uh-huh. just underneath. So do your lids as well. Some your lids can get very dry as you age and start doing the well, saggy thing crazy. as well. Yeah, exactly. So I always and, use an eye cream at yeah. night on my lids itself because it helps prevent that crepiness. AKA it helps my makeup look better later on down exactly. the road. Exactly. Um, one of my do's for eyes is do start using eye cream early. Now again, eye cream it's mostly just a very thick moisturizer or basically a targeted moisturizer for the eye area, which is a very sensitive spot on your face. Um, It's not going to prevent, or excuse me, it's not going to treat any kind of wrinkles you may already have. It's really just prevention. Um, Eye cream is not like a be all end all. So I think a lot of people have random mixed reviews on eye creams saying that, oh, this did it really didn't fix the wrinkles and again it's not really going to fix the wrinkles it's just providing moisture and kind of a barrier to that area Mm -hmm. um one of my don'ts do not share your eye products the eyes are rife with um rife with bacteria good and bad so please do not share mascara wands this is why we have testers at the store and we use separate spoolie wands for any mascara we apply to people i personally don't believe in putting on tester mascara on other people i really wish people if they come in for a look i really wish they would provide their own mascara because it just makes me kind of iffy using it um because again you don't know if anybody else has used the spoolie that's in that in that uh, container right you don't know if they've used it again eye products are meant to be used for you and you alone so me and laura will share eyeshadow palettes but mascara, no. We don't. We do not share. No. You don't want to share mascara. No. That's just no. It's not good for you. Yeah. Be careful. You can get you know, infections. Like you don't want pink eye from somebody or like else. Die or anything Ugh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Just don't. Okay. So let's move on to eye shadow, eye makeup. I would say number one is a do is look at yourself in the mirror and understand your eye shape. So there's lots of different eye shapes. 
There are hooded eyes, which means the top mobile, the top part of your lid from your brow bone hangs onto the lid that is the skin that is covering the eye. So there's less eye lid space in general. Um, there are deep, like sunken eyes with a very large rounded eye shape. There are almond eyes. Monolids. There are monolids. Um, there are so many different eye shapes, and therefore it kind of dictates what eyeshadow looks like on you um so take a look in the mirror and keep your eyes just looking straight ahead and what that looks like so when I look ahead in the mirror I the older I get the more slightly hooded my eyes become Mm -hmm. but I still have more of a rounded almond shape so when I apply my eyeshadow I follow the shape of like my brow bone and I mimic that same shape but also using eyeshadow can change the way that your eye shape looks so you can create more of a cat eye effect by the shape that your eyeshadow takes or you can create a more rounded effect you know based on the way you apply your eye makeup so it's very varied and for me eyeshadow has no rules it's it's just very I mean if it's I think the one rule that you could probably follow is that it is more difficult to make a nice cat eye or a winged liner if you have hooded eyes. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to get that that uh that perfect effect. Um Pixie Woo has a great tutorial on YouTube on this and oh. it has like thousands and thousands of views. Ooh. Probably a million views at this point. But how to do hooded eyes or how to do wing liner on hooded eyes is a very like sought after mm-hmm. thing. Um but again eyeshadow is very personal. Some people love to go crazy and bold and editorial. Um I mean, it just really depends on your personality. Eyeshadow is just like, I feel like there are no rules. It's like an accessory. Yeah, it's just fun. And I think yeah. skin first for me, and then like my eye look kind of just like, obviously it changes every single day. For me, my base does not. My eyeshadow does. Um, and I hate the rule that women of a certain age should not be wearing glitter or shimmer. Yeah. Wear the hell, what like whatever the hell you want. If you want to wear glitter and you're 85, go for it. It doesn't matter if it excessive, like, what am I trying to say? Accentuates. Em- accentuates the, <laughs> the texture. You know, texture. I mean, but if here, it's fun, yes. go for it. But the general matter. nature of shimmers and glitter. So shimmers, imagine shimmer on a lid that is older or creepier, mm-hmm. like foil. Like you crinkled up foil and you reopened it up to make it look flat. That's what shimmer can do to eye texture. Mm-hmm. Now glitter, on the other hand, is more of a reflective quality. So you're not, it's kind of masking the underneath texture of the lid. So we're just seeing that beautiful shimmery effect. So if you are more concerned with like a crepey lid and not showing as much texture, I would say use your matte shadows as much as you want. And if you want a bit of fun, tap on a little bit of glitter to your lid and that really like it transforms the look without it accentuating the texture of the skin yeah and guys do have fun that's a beauty do yeah um prime your eyelids when you're putting on eyeshadow i think that's super important in getting the best blending technique it's gonna be the color most payoff. Pay- color payoff so what i like to do is prime my lids with my concealer and then i use a vanilla colored eyeshadow all over on top of that. And so that yeah. creates the shadows that I use beyond that to blend seamlessly because there is already a, a powder already set down. So it's like yeah. priming your canvas, like painting. Like you can't just yeah. go in on a bare canvas. Like it's not going to blend 
Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's not going to have the it, same, no like, effect. true color payoff as you would if you prime the, the lid. So right. I use my concealer, but there are a ton of eye primers out there. I know Anastasia Beverly Hills is coming out with a new one, and I did see her swatch it on her arm. It's very light. It's, it's extremely light. So I wish she would kind of do, because I feel like that would be good for light to tan skin tones, but I think she should do, like, one more color a that's a little shade. deep yeah but i know some people actually like to use a white concealer mm. if they're going to do very bright bold looks because at the end of the day you're not going to see the white underneath anyway they're going to be covering right. it with a bunch of um bright colors so i mean yeah i like to use my concealer as well and then i set it with powder because if you're going to put powder on top of that it'll just blend better so try right. putting powder on top of wet concealer and see if that blends for you it's not gonna yeah it's not it's just gonna <laughs> stick to it yeah it's not gonna be great so um priming your eyelids is another do yes do prime your lids um i a really great trick i learned when i was working at bobby brown if you do not have a lot of lid space a great way to make your eyes look or like your lash line to look thicker and defined is instead of using an eyeliner on like the top of the, la the lash line like above your lashes Try it in your waterline on your upper lash line. And what that does is it kind of just enhances the look of your lash line. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're wearing eyeliner, but you're not taking up that space with an eyeliner, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just like, it's basically what tight lining is. Yeah. So kind of just filling in the little gaps between your lashes mm -hmm. as I mean, does it make sense? Not on top of your lashes, like between the lashes. Yeah, between or underneath. Yeah, it helps so you're them. filling in the space in the lashes. Yeah. And some people have a lot of space, like they have a lot of skin under the lashes. And so when you fill it in... It looks like you already have lined up. It looks like yeah. you already are wearing eyeliner. And with mascara, mascara and curling your lashes, I think is another big do. Yes. It opens up the whole face yes. and it transforms looks. I've seen people do eyeshadow looks and then just don't curl their lashes or wear mascara. And I'm like, that's like the finishing touch for me is mascara. It finishes my entire look. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Because if I, f for some reason, if I forget, I'm like, what looks weird? I'm like, oh, right. Lashes aren't dark. They're not curled. They're not wide and fanned out. Like for me, yeah. it's like, I love mascara. Oh, yeah. I can I can try so many different kinds in a year. It's kind of crazy. Um, and even when you have like blonde eyelashes, like you want to darken them. You don't have to use black. I mean, but why would I mean, just go ahead and use black. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, dark curled out lash looks really pretty and it, and it opens up the face. Like if you don't have a lot of lid space, too. Curling your lashes and putting on mascara can also make you look more done. So, yeah, even if I'm just going to go run outside for, like, an errand and I do want to look a little bit put together, if I'm not going to put any kind of eyeshadow on, I will literally just curl my lashes and put on mascara and that's it. Because yes. I'll, look, I'll look more awake. Yes. Yeah. So, do we have any more do's and don'ts for eyes? Again, don't share your stuff. <laughs> do not share your um, mascara. I would say find the right tools. I think yeah. eyeshadow brushes are super important. And when you want to wear eyeshadow, blending is going to be your best friend. Like, there's, you can, the more you blend, the more diffused and blend, like, if you are using multiple colors, the more you blend those colors together, the more of a natural transition it looks. Mm -hmm. It's not a harsh line. There's a lot of people I've seen with a very unblended eyeshadow and it's just not good looking. Like, yeah. I feel like the more blended out that crease is, the more, like, subtle that change from one color to the next is, it looks more professional. It looks more considered, I mm -hmm. think. And using the right tools for that and finding the right brush shapes 
to create. There's so many brushes out there, number yeah, one. Yeah, and again, don't don't break the bank spending all your money on eyeshadow brushes. Oh, no. You can find great brushes at the drugstore at oh, Morphe. Yes, absolutely. For, like, a couple of dollars. But I got, using oh, man. those are really nice. Yeah, I have a Wet n Wild eyeshadow blending brush that I've got for maybe $3.99, and it's great. Yeah. For, but yeah. I think what you need to do is just, if you're going to be blending, have a light touch. You don't need to dig into your eye socket to blend that crease out. <sighs> Have a light touch. Have multiple circle. brushes. Oh, yeah, multiple brushes. I own, like, four crease brushes. Oh, I love And I think that brush. helps me a lot because I don't have to clean it every single time I go to use a new color. Yeah. Or day-to-day. Like, I always have, like, several. So and don't they, be... Don't feel like you just need one. Like, and they get make, a few. They make brushes for literally any part of your eye look that you would want to do. Yeah. I think, at the very least, would have... You would... She would have in your arsenal maybe two blending brushes... One to lay down the color, and then the second to kind of blend everything out afterwards as a clean brush. And get like, um, oh, also, the difference between synthetic and natural hair mm-hmm. brushes. So th- synthetic brushes or a more flat shape of a brush are going to be best for picking up pigments. So they're yeah. they're going to be best for laying down something with a shimmer or a glitter. Also a cream product. Uh, or a cream product, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something with a more fluffier, open texture and a more natural hair brush. Not every brush has to be, like, a natural or synthetic. I prefer more of a synthetic brush myself. But the more open and fanned out that brush is, the less concentrated that color will yeah, be. Yeah, it's going to be more like a blown-out blend, basically. Mm-hmm. So, and also, yeah. uh, natural bristles are great for um, powder formulas. Yes. So, um, depends yeah. on what you want. If you want to do... If you're against natural bristles, um, totally get it. But there are there are, you know, places that make um, natural bristles that are very humane. Um, but yeah, I do synthetic. I own a crap ton of Real Techniques brushes. Yeah, they make some of the best brushes, and they come in sets too. They come in eye sets, yeah. face sets. It's yeah, it's great, and it's only like maybe fifteen dollars at the drugstore. Mm-hmm. And if it's you're overwhelmed beautiful. by tools, once again, use YouTube. Like yeah. find like the best eyeshadow brushes for what you want to do, like what you want to achieve. And you don't have to buy everything that's out there. Obviously, there's so many different types of eyeshadow brushes or face brushes and whatnot. But um, I don't know. Just find the few that are going to work for you and see what you like. I've, I still own the same Tools brushes since when I was in high school. Yeah. And they're still going strong. And also take care of your brushes. Taking care of them is going to help ensure the longevity of them. Yes, please clean your brushes, especially your yeah. face brushes, oh, too, man. because they're touching your face. They're getting into your foundation. There's going to be bacteria on them. Um, I clean mine about once a week. Yeah, I do a deep clean once a week, and I will just spot clean, like, my eyeshadow brushes maybe, like, every couple of times that yeah, I use. Just if, especially if there's something them. particularly pigmented and mm-hmm. I want to use that brush, because I don't have an infinite amount of brushes. I'm not, like, a YouTuber yeah. with, like, stacks and stacks. <laughs> so... Again, yeah, clean your brushes. Um, and it'll also be better for your eyes if you're cleaning your eyeshadow brushes. Yeah, you're not going to be spreading any bacteria. Because, yeah. again, your eyes are very sensitive. Take care of them. Yes. All right, next we're going to talk about brows and lips to finish up the face. The next area on the face that is rife with products, with styles, um, are your brows. Oh, yeah. So the eyebrows, number one, are the frame of the face. I think brows are super important in just framing that face. I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of women um, 
come to the counters that I used to work at. And just by filling in the brow a little it bit, just finishes everything it just off. makes the face look more forward. There's Polished. And especially um, for an older woman, the more you, like, you know, the older you get, your brows, number one, disappear, they turn gray, they're more sparse. And so adding a little bit of color to the brow and shaping them just brings those features forward a little bit yeah. more. So I personally like a brow that's on, not necessarily, like, I don't have fluffy brows, guys. So, but I love the look of them, mm-hmm. um, and I think it does add more of, like, a youthfulness. With a more bushy, a not of, a bushy brow, but, bushy like, a more... Brow. Like a feathered... Not a super, like, tamed, waxed, tweezed brow. Like, a more natural yeah. brow. Like a natural brow that's groomed. A yes. groomed brow. Yes. I love a groomed brow. Um, so, uh, guys, like, you know, we were all there. We used to pluck our eyebrows Probably way more than we needed to. Again, I never plucked a mine, mine way too thin just because our mother was like, please don't ever do this. <laughs> yes. So I listened to my mom and did not do that. But there are spots on my brows that have not grown back in the oh, yeah. 18 plus years I've been tweezing, which oh, yeah. sounds insane to know that I've been doing that for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are, there's a point where those spots, if you keep plucking, they're not going to grow back. Yeah. So as far as brow products, I only use two I use Essence Make Me Brow or a brow gel, similar, and I use the Anastasia Brow Wiz just to fill in the spots after the brow gel that still need to be filled in for me. And I don't do, like, a carved out, quote-unquote, fleeky brow. Like, to me, that's a very, like, again, brows are very personal, but for me, that's not the look I go for. If I did that, I would probably look very strange because that's not how I've ever worn my makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know what, if that's, that's your thing, go for it. Um, there are tons of brow services that are offered, um, you know, at like Sephora, at, you know, Macy's, we have the Benefit Brow Bar. Um, we have estheticians available to do waxing, tweezing, shaping, and they can actually really look at your face and kind of figure out what would be the best shape for you and figure out products that can help you achieve that. Kind of just depending on your lifestyle, too. Brows are, like, a huge business. Um, I would say, so a big do is find the best shape for your face. Yep. There's the golden ratio so, for brows, starting, You've seen it. You've Googled yeah, it. You Google know, it. You know what we're talking about. Um, I would say the brow shape that I like, I just like a more natural filled-in brow. I don't, I don't love a really drawn-on brow. But mm-hmm. I know some people do like that. But again, I don't wear a ton of eye makeup, so it would look weird if I had a lot of brow product and, like, nothing on my eyes. Yeah. And we both wear glasses, so if I don't do my brows, they would get lost kind of behind the frames. I know my frames kind of vary in color and shape and whatever, but mm-hmm. they're kind of just right at the brow line for me. So if I don't have any brows on, for me, it doesn't feel right. Right. Because you, they're kind of getting lost behind my glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as far as like brows, I think the biggest brow don't that I've seen as far as like the shape goes is the spacing of them. If they go too, they're too far apart. That looks very, very strange. And I've seen people that the tail end of their brow is a lot short, like Uh really short. So kind of like even just extending that brow a little bit at the ends can also make a really big difference in the way Mm -hmm. that it looks on your face. Um, I would say play around with your, with what you like and different products 
uh, mean different types of like styles. So like a brow powder is going to be more of a soft natural look. Mm-hmm. Like that pomade, like a dip brow is going to have, you, well, you can make it look very natural, mm-hmm. but it can also get very intense and high pigment. So understanding that there is like a billion brow products out there as well is also, it's overwhelming. I would say find the right color match. Yeah. I see a lot of unmatched brows in like the tone. There are a lot of brow products with a lot of red tones in them and they look really awkward on a on a hair that is more of like the cooler to neutral tone. Mm-hmm. So my hair is like almost pitch black. Um, but anything with a red undertone looks just really off on my brows yeah, and I can really tell. Yeah. Like I really need almost a black or dark gray yeah, brow I use, product. I use... It's either ebony or granite. They're the exact same color. They just changed the names. I don't remember which, but I use ebony or, or granite brow wiz because it's like a cool, soft black. Yeah, it has to be black. Um, for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as, like, do, I would say the biggest do is to do add to your brows. Mm. Do not take away. Yeah, don't overpluck if your you brows. If you take it away, brows take forever to grow. Yeah. Like, and six then they, months. And then they don't grow back. Yeah, and then it's like you don't know if that spot's ever going to grow back. Yeah, it's So hard. just add to it. Don't take away from it. Mm. Add to it using product. Even if you're don't brushing. Don't take away by a tweezing. Yeah, even if you're just adding a clear brow gel but brushing and grooming it, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. I know. There are some girls out there where I'm like, damn, your brows look amazing. And it literally doesn't look like there's anything in them. And I just think, you know what? Thank you for listening <laughs> to my TED Talks. Stop tweezing your brows. Yeah. Don't tweeze the brows. Okay, next. Let's talk about lips. Lippies. So lips are in, guys. If I don't know if you know this. Newsflash. Lips are in. Big lips are in. Big lips are in. But I also think be proud if you have small, thinner lips. There's a way. You can cheat. Right. If you you want to have If you want to cheat bigger lips, you can do it. But you also have your own set of quote-unquote beauty do's and don'ts when you have a thinner lip. So, number one, I would say if you like to wear lipstick, if you like to wear lip color, number one, a do. Find your best nude that flatters you no matter what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. So, for me, one of my perfect nudes is going to be MAC Patisserie. Mm-hmm. It's the nude that doesn't wash out the color of my lips, but it doesn't deepen the color of my lips. It just looks like my lips but a little bit more done. So I think my perfect nude is, now that I I legit just thought of this in my head, um, is Clinique Bear Pop. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like that's just my lips. But for me, a nude lip is like my lip shade, but like maybe a shade taken back, if that makes sense. Okay, so you go... Lightened a little bit. Yeah, I don't have like super pigmented lips, Mm -hmm. but I kind of like that look where it's like a peachy nude like oh I wish I could pull off a peachy nude but for me a lot of things turn brown oh yeah um so I think bear pop is one of my favorites another lip gloss I love obviously is NYX butter gloss and creme brulee I think it's like everyone's favorite Mm -hmm. that actually looks good on probably everybody Hmm. so I go for that but in lipstick form as well right so find your your perfect nude and there are so many nude and what nude means to you could be something from what nude means to somebody else. Like my nude is not washed out, is not lighter. It's not darker. It's just like my shade of lip color. Mm-hmm. Um, exfoli- your lips, but better. Yes. Yeah. Another do is exfoliate your lips. My lips are constantly dry and peeling and flaking and 
ugh, it's the bane of my existence. Like, I have to live... Lip balm is, like, my life. Like, if I don't have lip balm, I would literally, like, go nuts. Yeah. So, scrub, use a little scrub. Um, otherwise, I end up picking off the skin on my lips, and that's not good. Yeah, that's a don't. That's a don't. Don't pick. So, what I do is, when I'm in the shower... I mean, your lips are already soft with all the steam and stuff. I mm-hmm. literally just rub Gotta the rub dead them. skin off my lips. Yeah, that And works. that way I don't have to use, you know, people are like, oh, use the toothbrush. I'm like, just get in the shower and rub your lips. Like, it's fine. Yeah, that works a lot. But then always apply lip balm after. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, so. Oh, another do I have as yes. far as color goes. Find your power color. Oh, yes. I think. Find your bold. If you're going to go for a bold. Yes. Make sure it's one that is like your color. And it makes you feel confident. I think lipstick. Yes has a way of kind of it transforms your mood. It can transform. So if you yeah. want to just like play it safe, you don't really want like you too much attention, a, you can just a, pick yeah. a nude. There's a power nude out there for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah, like there's a, a power like nude a, that makes you feel like a like a like a boss bitch nude. Like a boss bitch. But then there's also like that perfect boom color that's like yes bitch. Yes. I What's your favorite bold shade? I actually have two. Ooh. I love a hot orange. Yes. Cuz I don't do a red lip? I'm not a classic red lip. I'm no. not a classic red lip. No. I am a hot orange lip, and mm. I also love a like a nice like magenta. Ooh. I get compliments on them every time I wear them. Okay, what are they? Um, so I've actually been using um, there are there's actually one that's a Sephora lipstick. Oh. I think it's called Pineapple Express. Okay. And it's like this like kind of magenta almost like a raspberry color mm. but then also uh rimmel makes a stay satin lip in a shade that's called i don't know what it's called i need to look it up um, but also maybelline makes their vivid matte liquid yeah. oh, okay. and it's called orange shot and i wore this the other day and oh, I, like, I got compliments everywhere i went they're yeah. like oh my god i love that lip on you that was mm-hmm. like a hot orange Yes. Yeah. Orange would, and raspberry are my colors. Yeah, I would say orange is definitely my bold color choice. There are some people that love a red lipstick, and they're like that classic red lip. Like, that is their thing. Mm-hmm. My thing is orange. Any shade of orange I'm into, but the bold shade of orange, there was one from Sephora. They don't make it anymore. It was their uh, russet, yeah, russet luster. And it was this beautiful pumpkin-y orange color. But right now, the really bold one that I like to wear is a ColourPop and Kathleen Lights collab from her, like, the Dream Street collection that she did. She had, like, a bundle of lip trios. So there's a hot orange in there. I think that one is called Rev, like Dream. That one is gorgeous. And then in that collection, she also makes a terracotta color that is, like, my perfect... I've already repurchased it before, which is was wild. I've never repurchased a lip color. Mm. And that one, I can't remember the name, but it's in that bundle, and it has, like, this beautiful terracotta shade. Yeah, but I would say find your perfect, like, bold and find your perfect nude. I think that the bold helps you just feel confident. It's, like, this look-at-me shade. It's the I-can-do-anything shade. And I also feel like there's just something about the way your face, like, lights up when you have a more bold color on it yeah i mean the fact that i was getting compliments left and right because i was wearing this bright Mm -hmm. like raspberry shade the other day it's like yeah bitch i know i look good like oh oh, and the other i 
felt it. <laughs> the other shade that I really like is Maybelline's matte lip, like their bullet formula in Faint for Fuchsia. Ooh. It's a very hot raspberry orchid kind of color. That's nice. a really good one. Yeah, I'm not into like the whole blue purple lips. Obviously, it's it just doesn't look good with my coloring. Some people in, yeah. can really get away with like a deeper skin tone can really get away with like a beautiful purple. Yeah. Even like a pretty like vampy color. Yes. I only really do vampy colors in the fall because for me during mm-hmm. summer it's like I want to wear bright colors and peachy nudes and glossy you know. Lips and, yeah. yeah. Vampy colors for me are good for fall but I um I used to love this one color. It wasn't particularly vampy but I don't think they make it anymore. What is it? Max Hot Tahiti. Oh. It was like kind of this medium, like brownish red, but it mm-hmm. actually looked really good. Ooh. And it was, I think it was one of their cream sheens, but I liked it because it wasn't um, opaque. Okay. So you could kind of build it up and it wasn't, there was no white base to it. So it was just color. Yeah. 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 yeah I cannot, I don't like lipsticks that have like a white base to them because mm-hmm. it just, for me, it doesn't look right. Um, okay. So here's another don't. In my opinion, don't use a lip liner just to line the lips. What do you mean? I think, personally, (laughs) that lip liner helps lock in your lip color and can transform the shade of your lipstick, but I don't think it should just outline your lips. Oh, you mean use it to actually put down a base color? Yeah. Oh, okay. That could be controversial. Some people don't believe in that. But I just don't like that 90s look of the darker lip liner and the lighter lipstick. Yeah, match your lip liners. Yeah. But you know what? The or only... find your perfect nude lip liner. I was going to say, yes. The only time I would I would condone, well, not necessarily the only time, I think an ombre look looks really cool, whether mm. it's ombre nude or ombre bold, you know, doesn't right. matter. But if you're just going to go for an everyday, like, nude, I would just probably match it, match your lip liner to your lipstick, or find it just a shade darker. Mm-hmm. Not five, like how we used to do in the 90s. And some people like to get a lip liner for every shade of lipstick they own. And me, I just don't care. <laughs> so I always have one that just works with the color of my lips, no matter what I'm putting on top of it. And then I'll use like a like a hot orange color mm-hmm. because I wear a lot of oranges and that works with yeah. most of the oranges that I have. And also, if you're really just confused about lip liner and you just want to use it to prevent feathering, I have a clear lip liner. It mm, exists. That's it's helpful. literally just like wax in pencil form. Yes. That kind of just creates a barrier without adding color. So it's a legit just clear lip liner and it just kind of helps against the feathering or the bleeding that may happen with certain formulas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a do is to keep your lips how you want to look, how, how you want them to look like. Basically, if you want fillers, go for it. I don't care. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest don't to be overdoing it is to completely... I'm not gonna, you know, you know, I feel like plastic surgery is like so contentious for some people, but honestly, do what you want to do with your body, with your lips, doesn't matter. Some people look really good and natural with like their own lips. And some people have gone to doctors that are so good that I didn't know they had lip fillers done and it looks really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, your lips are personal as well. I get it. Just, um, you know, just... Do you? Do you? Do I you. also think that people with thinner lips, they tend to look better with more of a nude natural lip color because the darker your lip and more bold it looks on a thinner lip, 
I don't know what accentuates the the size size of the lip, right? So the bigger your lips, the bolder you go, like you're going to be looking at your lips more. So also when you're doing your makeup, think about that. Like where do you want your focus to be? Do you want it to be on your eyes? Do you want it to be on your lips? And kind of like play up that feature. Um, And then people with glasses, I like to use more of a bold lip because when I wear glasses, my eye makeup is more hidden behind those frames. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like to balance it out. So... I like to wear something with a little bit more color on the lips to even out the glasses, basically. It's basically using balance. Kind yeah, of I want to balance Like it. in fashion. Yeah. It's like you choose one. You choose arms or you choose your bust or your legs to show or cover. Choose one. Oh. <laughs> and so eyes or lips, choose one. <laughs> um, but you know what? If you want to do crazy eyes, crazy lips, go for it. doesn't matter. Yeah. Do whatever think, you want to do. And so I think in the end, like the biggest beauty do is to make your own rules. Yes. We just not have rules. Again, these are all of our personal opinions. Uh, we ain't trying to put anything on everybody else. So do you. If you think you look good, go for it. I'd say do whatever makes you feel confident in your yeah. skin. If you're afraid to do a cat eye... Don't do it. You, you don't, don't have to. You don't have to do it. Yeah. If you are that classic red lip girl, do it. Like, own that lip. Um... But know that wearing that bold lip color is going to give you compliments. It's going to have you people, more people looking at you. So you got to be confident and own the look. I say own the look, people. Beauty do. Own the look. Own your look. Um, all right. I think we're at a good place where we can move on. We can talk about our double take. And we're going to be talking about influencer-created makeup lines. So stay tuned for that. On this week's Double Take, we are going to talk about influencer and social media stars creating their own lines of makeup and skincare, Um, and whether or not we would purchase these items. Karina, what are your thoughts? I feel this week we are hearing that Jaclyn Hill is coming out with her first line of makeup, and her first product selection will be 20 nude shades of lipstick, which seems very on brand for her, Um, but we've seen so many YouTubers creating their own lines. Like Jeffree Star has a thriving cosmetics line. Manny MUA started his own line. We have Summer Fridays with their masks. What are your thoughts on influencer-created brands? I think that, okay, well, first off, let's just talk about the number one influencer brand is Kylie Jenner. Oh, okay. She made, she's made, or she's making billions of dollars off of it, and she just launched Kylie Skin, which is a skincare line. Um, I think she kind of started, you know, celebrity or Instagram, the Instagram age of makeup. Yes. With creating her own line. I could be wrong. I don't know. Don't come for me. It's fine. Um, But you know what? I think I can go both ways with this. I am really interested to see what these people have created as far as personal brands. And for some reason, I I don't understand all the hate towards them Mm -hmm. because in the comments people have these insanely high expectations of what they want to see from these influencers and I think that I think influencer brands are actually really cool because they've used their platform to provide a space for their kind of creativity Mm -hmm. and the fact that they're able to make makeup as being huge makeup fans. Right. I think it's like the ultimate like dream for them. Yeah. I think it's a, it's really, and that's the thing. It's like, 
a lot of influencer brands don't start off being part of like these big families like Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, like owned no. by all of these companies. No, no, They're no, just no, no, starting no. out most of the time by themselves with their own money that they've saved. And it's interesting to see the product selection because it reflects really who they are. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why anyone was surprised that Jaclyn Hill put out nude lipstick. She I think, loves nude lipstick. I mean, that's her thing. I think it was really weird to see in the comments. It's like, oh boy, here we go again. It's like, yeah, it's that's fine. That's what she wants but to make. She can she, make it. Yeah, that's who she I is. I think it's really cool as like major fans of makeup and beauty to be able to make their own products. I think that would be a big, that would be so much fun to create your it's own so makeup much, line. I mean, come on. Like, that's the dream. I don't understand all the hate towards it. If you don't want it, don't buy it. Exactly. Seriously, if you don't want it, don't buy it. I don't understand. Again, that's a whole, like, internet thing. I don't understand trolls. They're just wasting their own time. But at the same time, it's just, I don't get the hate that these brands get. If you don't like it, don't buy it. So, okay, have you ever purchased anything from an influencer-owned brand? You know, I don't think I actually have. Okay. No, I haven't. I've I've never bought anything from Kylie. Mm -hmm. No. I have. I just oh I bought a couple of things from Kylie. Yeah. I bought a couple of lip kits from her, which yeah. I liked. They weren't the first round of lip kits when they first launched. Yeah. I got oh, the, that chocolatey brown shade yeah. and it was very very drying, so I did not really love it. But I got a couple of her lip glosses when her and Kim like collaborated and those were nice. I like those yes. a lot. Yes. Yeah, Actually, like those were colors. the lip creams. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those were nice. Um yeah, and Kim Kardashian has her own line now too. And the mm-hmm. newest like nude lipstick slash gloss that she came out with, I kinda wanna get. It's pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. I mean, the thing with like influencer brands is that they wanna make what they wanna make. I don't think they're making things for other people to like, they're not making it for the fans. I mean, Kylie can because she's a billionaire now. She can yeah. make products left and right. But if somebody comes out with, you know, their line of, like, one eyeshadow palette, like Manny did, and mm-hmm. now he's, like, expanded onto other products, I just, yeah, it's, like, usually their debut product is something that really reflects them. Right. Manny's for was sure. a Life's a Drag palette, which he loves doing, excuse me, um, like, drag-inspired makeup. Jacqueline Hill loves nude lipsticks. Yeah. Do you think you're going to buy any nude lipsticks? I'm kind of into I'm them. I'm kind of into some of them because I think some of them would actually match our skin tones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they're not a matte formula. Yes. I think they're just a satin like or like a like cream. Like a cream finish. A cream finish. Yeah. I could, yeah. I think I'd be down for that. I have heard good things about Jeffree Star's concealer, but I've also found a great concealer in ColourPop's No Filter. So I don't know if I hmm. want to spend that money. But luckily, we have a Morphe store just a few shops down from where we work, so we can go sample and try stuff out. Um, yeah, as far as an influencer brand, oh. I've never actually... Yeah, I don't think I own anything. Okay, so I have one of my favorite... This is not even makeup. It's when Kathleen Lights had her polish line, KL oh, Polish. Oh, yeah. She is... Those are good. They're the best nail polishes I have ever used. So... A couple of months ago, she announced that she will no longer be using... She's, like, not part of the company anymore. It's going to be dissolved. But she's also coming out with her own owned line of nail polishes. And I hope that they are just the same formula. Everything about them will be the same. Because, no joke, they're hands down the best polish. They do not chip. And I am somebody who works with my hands all day long, every day. And I love them. So... And I love that it was not makeup related. Like, Kathleen is very 
more on the natural side of the makeup that she wears. She does a ton of collaborations with ColourPop, and I just really liked the way that she decided to create a nail polish line and not a makeup, makeup line. yeah. That was really cool. And yeah. it's just something different for the community to, like, try out and, like, not another palette. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's so many palettes and lipsticks out there, so I think nail polish was a really interesting choice. And I'm not going to lie, some of the Kylie skin stuff has me interested. Mm. Not necessarily, like, the... I know everyone's like, oh my god, walnut scrub. If you don't want to use it, don't buy it. I mean, there's still a market for people who use that stuff, even though I don't personally do. I know everybody says it's so bad for your skin. I would try the vitamin C serum. I would try the serum, and I kind of interested in that vanilla milk toner. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but it seems... I mean, just the name is intriguing. To me, it looks like Milky Tonic from Pixie. Ooh. That's a milky toner. Ooh. I am kind of interested. Okay. Um, I've actually been seeing good reviews on it, which hmm. is cool, but I was actually looking at the ingredients on her her website. It's sulfate-free. It's paraben-free. I'm actually surprised there was no sulfates in it, because hmm. I thought she would take that route. Um, some of them, like, the second ingredient is squalane. Ooh. So, I mean, there's, like pretty good, good ingredients, ingredients for not very much money it's about like a drugstore mm-hmm. price like 13 dollars or something for like a face wash that's not bad no that's not bad at all that's not i bad would at all. say oh another line that i own something from is from summer fridays so that line is owned by one of the gals is marianne hewitt who's been on instagram she's like an influencer i guess mm-hmm. she owns it with somebody else but i don't know her name I'm sorry. Oops. Um, but Summer Fridays, they only have two products out right now, which is their Three. jet. Oh. Three. Three. Jet lag <laughs> masks, their overtime mask, and the new Rose. Rose Rescue? Rose and Rescue. Rescue. It's a rose oil mask, basically. Yeah. So a very small product assortment, but the hype around the products is huge. So their first one was the jet lag mask, which I own, which is a very thick, moisturizing, cooling mask. Um, and I just like the way that everything is packaged really cleanly. Um, and I like that it's just a very small product selection, but when they launch something, it's like everybody on the internet wants it. Everybody on Instagram wants it. Um, and I also think that's fun. It's interesting to see how the packaging comes together. Um, just the choices that these influences are making in their brand and how they're choosing to market them. Um, it's, I don't know. It's cool. Like that would be so much fun to develop a line of makeup. Yeah. I know it would be obviously insanely stressful, but it's like, that's what these people are here for. Like they didn't know they were going to be on Instagram, like with the chance to make their own product one day. But the fact that they do, I think that's really cool. And they're chasing their dreams and they're going for it. I think it's really cool. I don't know why everybody poo-poos like celebrity influencers and celebrity brand. I mean, celebrity brands I get, but influencers who literally just opened up an app one day and started posting photos and then like like five six years later now are releasing their own products like that's such a cool thing to do and so and obviously i feel like makeup by huge fans of makeup like yeah why would it yeah yeah i mean what could you do wrong you know so so i i I, i'm into it i don't personally own anything but there are there are some things I would actually do, I actually want to try. The lines I'm not interested, like, I don't like Jeffree Star's aesthetic at all. I'm very much, like, an aesthetic, like, based person. I'm not into it. Not gonna do it. Like, I'm not into high pigment, high highlighter. Like, it's just not yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't do, like, blinding highlight, but I know super that, bright colors, yeah. but apparently his lip formula is probably the best liquid lip formula. It's not drying. Um, he's coming out with gloss soon. Mm-hmm. Um, his concealers have been getting really good reviews. Okay. 
So, I mean, and he's consistently putting out product left and right, too. Um, but, you know, he obviously has the money now to to develop new stuff. I mean... I mean, like, Kristen Dominique, she's another influencer who's oh, come yeah. out who's come out with a couple of palettes now. Mm-hmm. And she's carried in Sephora. Yeah. Oh, Huda Beauty's another one. Yeah, Huda. She is, like, a friggin', yeah, she has a huge line now. And she lives in Dubai full-time and, mm-hmm. like, releases all of these new things. And she's very much, like, the Instagram makeup. Like, yes. not bright, bright colors, but she's, like, the full face. Like, if you think of, like, a... For me, she's, like, the epitome of, like, bougie Middle Eastern <laughs> girl shopping on Rodeo Drive. Like, yes. that's, like, what she is to me. And she her products ex- respect that. She looks, she looks ex- like money. Expensive. Yeah, she looks like money. And it's probably because she's made of money now. Um, but, yeah, insta- like, influencer brands, I think, you know, good for them. They were able to do something they absolutely love. And not yeah. many of us can say that they've been able to do that. Yeah, and it takes a lot of work and it takes years to do this. Like, I... I remember when Jaclyn Hill was teasing that her line was going to come out in 2017. <laughs> now we, yeah. here we are in 2019 and she's finally doing it. But, and it, that's the thing. It's like you have a chance to really perfect it and you're not under any deadline from like a huge corporation telling you, you need to come out with this at this point of time. Like you have like the ability to set your own terms, yeah, for set it, your yeah. own terms and make the products that you want to make. So I, yeah, I'm into it. I kind of want to see those, I want to see those lipsticks. Yeah, first, and I'm it's kind of so interested. hard to sell lipsticks on the internet because you, like, you can swatch all you want, but you really don't know what it's going to look like on you. And feel like. And so that's a huge risk to start out your line with lip color. Like, it's very personal, but I'm excited. I think influencer brands are becoming more of just, like, everyday brands that we're not, like, it's not a novelty anymore. It's more like, okay, like, now you're an established cosmetics creator. Like, that's... I don't know. I think it's really cool that social media has also opened the doors for a lot of people because before it was just, you know, these huge cosmetic houses that owned every brand that you see in the department store. Yeah, like these people have gone from doing like collaborations on a product or just advertising their product to making their own products with their own name on it. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah, I agree. Good for them. All right. right, Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Um, We record and post on every Monday, and it's going to be available on any platform where you find your own podcasts. Um, you can email us at glowintelpod at gmail.com, and you'd find us on IG, Instagram, at glowintelpodcast. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, tell your friends about us. Tell your moms about us. Tell your mom's friends about us. Please. We, yeah. Uh, we want to hear from you guys on what you'd like to hear next. And so, yeah, thank you guys. Listen, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. You know, like, all the things. Smash that like button. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but we will, um, so we, well, we won't see you guys next Monday. We'll but hear you you'll next. hear us next Monday. Yes. How about that? You'll hear of all us. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.